Welcome, welcome to the Lighthearted Podcast Adventure with four pastors who discuss God, His Word, and some other stuff. This is Pastors, pastors Live, a Rev FM production from Water Springs Church, Idaho Falls. Here now are Pastors Dave, Ty, Shane, and the other guy. Hey everybody, welcome to Pastors Live. It is Monday, it's September 25th. We've had a great weekend. We are tired. Yeah, we're all exhausted. We've had a really busy weekend between the Look Up Tour and services, and now it's a Monday. And of course, now it's now, yeah, <laughs> stop it, stop it. It's good coffee Monday. So, and by the way, one of our sponsors is Greenhouse Coffee, 2299 East 17th Street. Please go by and use their drive through. Say hi. Say, and by the way, I went by last Wednesday. It was bumping. It was busy. It was really, really great. Um, and I, we've got some great guys in the studio today. We're going to talk about that. But hey, if you've got a comment or question, it's Pastors Live at therev.fm. And I'm sure after today's program, you, you may have some of those. So Pastors Live at therev.fm. Pastor Shane is with us today. Top of the morning uh, to you. We've got Pastor Dave. God bless you guys. Uh, I'm Pastor Ty. Hello, uh, Ty. And, and then we've also got Gary Austin, the voice of the valley. Uh, the original hey, group is is back at it right. again, and we got the so band back together. The band is back together, um, and the other guy is gone otherwheres. otherwheres. Uh, and so uh, our our <laughs> wonderful it? brother uh, James has has moved, and so we love him and we're gonna miss him. But yes, isn't it one hit wonder day? So we could sing. I'm sailing no away. Way. Oh, yeah, that's the one James, hit wonder. That's James's like, theme song. James's theme song. Oh, I'm yeah, not, I'm by not Bricks. Sure. I, but that sticks. <laughs> not Bricks. What is wrong with you guys? I'm just teasing. Hey, so, but we also have some special guests in the studio today. And so we have Chad Miller from the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Great to be with you all. Great and to be back in Idaho and, Falls. And it's Woo-hoo. nice to have you here. And it was great to spend time with you uh, this last week. And At the went, coffee place. Yeah, we did. Great we went coffee. To Greenhouse Coffee. It was really good. Good stuff. And you got yourself chai tea. I did. Yeah, I did. It's like they didn't know how to make it. They didn't know how to make it without making it a latte, and they learned. So, but it was perfect. It was perfect. They did a great job. And we also have Gary Cobb, who's here today. Great to um, with you. And like Dave said, great baseball name. Uh, right. You know, that's, are you in a relation to Ty? Uh, Not this Ty. Not Pastor Ty. Ty Cobb. Yeah. Oh, it depends. Someone <laughs> told me he had a really we bad have the disposition. Same. We have the same. <laughs> he did say it again. <laughs> Somebody said he had a really bad disposition. He had a terrible disposition. Yeah, so I'm Nobody no. likes him. He <laughs> was a great baseball player. Good call, Gary. Good call. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, I, I'm really glad that you guys are here, and one of the things we wanted you guys to come in and talk about with us, uh, besides the one-hit wonder that comes to our mind, we're going to talk about that in a second, <laughs> was actually follow-up, because mm. a lot of people think, oh, the event has happened, and then we're now we're going to do the next thing. Moving on. And, and this is something that we've noticed in ministry, and I don't know if you guys noticed this, but after listening to you now three times, I, I think there's a there's a truth to what I'm about to say. We do an event, like as a church, and a lot of people want to help set up. They want to get everything ready to go. They want to participate in the event, and then it's crickets afterwards. Like nobody wants to clean up. Nobody wants to tear down. And so it seems to me from just listening that that seems to be sometimes the case when it comes to follow up with the gospel is that it's like, okay, hey, the event has happened. Now we're all going back to life as normal. When now there's a whole bunch of baby Christians that need to be uh, taken care it's of. It's our weakest point in the church. I have yeah, a I friend agree. that was uh, in charge of discipleship for his denomination a number of years ago, and he said, uh, "Gary, last year our church has led 200,000 people 
to faith in Christ. I said, that's tremendous. He said, guess how many are in the church after one year? I know it's not easy. That's kind of the work I do. I thought, 50%? He said, no, uh, we had uh, 200 left, 2,000 left after one year. In other words, 1%. And he said something I'll never forget. He says, the parable of the 99 reversed. Jesus told the parable of a shepherd had 100 sheep, one went astray. He secured the 99. He went and restored the one. He said, for us, it was the opposite. We had 100 sheep, and 99 went away, and we didn't get them back. Hmm. He said, I did a survey of our churches and found out that 63% had absolutely no plan for follow-up and discipleship. And so that's where we are. Many times in the church. And the emails are already going out from the team Mm -hmm. because all those cards have come in. Right. And now the letters are going out, the resources are going out to the individuals, and now they're going out to the churches. Correct. And as they're going out to the churches, the church now has a responsibility to now tend to these new believers Go. that have been through <laughs> that have been through page three right. at least twice. Yeah. Uh, and and of course, if you guys don't know, there's a in, in the materials there's a page three which explains the gospel. That's right. And it's like w- whenever in doubt, you go to page three. You right? know, they've, you they've heard it from the the preacher. They heard it from Will. They, they heard it from the singers, and they, then they come to a counselor, and the counselor says. Let me tell you about God's plan of salvation yeah, one more right. time, one just more to make time. sure it's clear. Well, repetition I, I, is key, man. Well, repetition, <laughs> right? I mean, that, that's really important. And Gary, some of the things you you talked about were, were what what like what follow up isn't, mm-hmm. you know. And it, I think sometimes people misunderstand what that is. And right. so, like, what when you think about what follow up is not, what are things that first come to your mind? Like, what is follow up? What what is follow up not supposed to look like? Well, the things we sometimes substitute for follow up and discipleship. Number one, it's not just an evangelistic witness. Sometimes we think if we witness, then we've done what we need to do. Mm-hmm. It's much more than that. It's, we use the analogy, as the Bible does, about a baby. And right. when the baby comes home from the hospital, it's not over. It's just beginning uh, right. your work. And so it's not just the evangelistic witness. Number two, it's not a program. Mm. You know, in our day, denominations have a program for everything. <laughs> and, uh, you know, right. so they Big look through your too. little guide. Yeah, right. Let's see, what program is there for discipleship? Discipleship, when you look at it, is a relationship. Yeah. It's what Jesus did. Right. And so you have to look at that. He took them with him. They were with him, the Bible says. And then later, as he trained and equipped and all the things he did, he sent them out. Mm. So discipleship is not just a process of meeting with somebody, but it's also getting them ready to launch them. Send them out, mm, right? Because uh, I meet people that say I've been discipled every week for thirty-five years, and I think, when are you going to graduate? Uh, <laughs> so. Okay, now this is that's that's kind of a, a string that resonates. I know with Dave and I specifically, like how I mean, you disciple somebody, you know, hey, these are my disciples, or this is somebody I'm discipling. It's like. <laughs> How long mm-hmm. do we do we hold mm-hmm. on to somebody until we have to cut them loose to right. do that next thing? And and of course, I've heard it around around you guys specifically that evangelism isn't done until the evangelized become the evangelists, right? Right, and right. Like that's kind of the cycle we're talking mm-hmm. about. But that's when disciples send, mm-hmm. right? That and that's basically kind of almost what every church 
should have as their vision or mission statement. Right. Um, and like even for us, when we talk about mission from a healthy community, that is our mission. Mm-hmm. It's to win people. It's to raise them up in the Lord, and it's to send them back out to love God and to create loving communities and then do the mission from Amen. those communities. And so Amen. this is cycle that we see. And it's like the, sometimes the cycle gets broken. Mm-hmm. But you were talking about, Dave, you have five kids. I do. And so, and you and, you and Sylvia. And 17 grandchildren. And 17 grandchildren. Much. And, you know, we've got, we, we have one grandchild now. Uh, and we have four kids. You're catching up. Uh, we're catching up. Slow. It's, it's a, so I got to get my, got to tell my kids, get on that. Shane uh, and Gabby haven't even got it in the race yet, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Patience. Patience, yes. So, but here's, here, here's, here's. Sorry, but here's it's an interesting six thing. Six months, dude. Let's go. Yeah, but you have children. You're, you, you're not just. You don't have to just have one. Right. You have one child, and they're growing up, and then you have another child, and then they're growing up, and you have another child, and they're growing up. And I think sometimes if you're going to use the analogy mm-hmm. for the church, as the Lord adds daily to the church those that shall be saved, right? Right. He's adding to the church. The church has a responsibility. It's like we. Oh, the Lord's added to the church. Great. Move on. But now the Lord's yeah. added to the church. He did the work. But now we have the responsibility of discipleship. And so we have all these people at these different levels. Right. And and I think sometimes we forget this is this is kind of messy. Yeah, and it goes and back it, yeah. to what you ask about, uh, how will you know it's time to launch them? Uh, you won't. You just do it. Yeah. <laughs> because That's here's the good. thing. it's. Um, I, I love what you just said. How do you launch it? You do that. You just launch them. Right. Okay, this is going to be a fun conversation. When I was a <laughs> new Christian, they would take me out to the shopping mall. Yeah. I didn't know anything, and they'd say, this guy's going to tell you about Jesus. And so I was launched. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I kind of went through the same thing. I mean, yeah. I, uh, we're uh, Dave uh, and I are familiar with Ray Comfort. Dave worked with yeah. Ray. Yeah. And, of course – love race stuff and i love that idea of talking to the conscience and so uh but the idea is um for us you you think about a guy like ray and he's just gonna he's gonna give the message and stop and let them make that call but i remember when i got trained by ray it was like (laughs) okay now go Mm -hmm. now you've just learned this now i want you to go take this and go out and just start asking people questions have you ever told a lie have you ever stolen anything have you ever and all of a sudden, there's this, you know, you're talking to people's conscience, but you you have to go out and do it. Yeah. Right. I remember yeah. the f- within the first six months that I was here, we did an outreach, and I was sharing my faith with people. And I remember I got into a conversation with this guy who was way more intelligent than I was, and he knew more about the Bible than I did right at that time. And I remember just looking at him, and finally I said, listen, dude, I don't know any of those questions that you're asking, but this is what I do know, is that God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, and I believe in that. And I believe there's a heaven and a hell and if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, you're going to hell, and I love you enough to tell you that because I don't want you to go there. And this guy just looked at me, and he said, I've never heard a Christian say that before to me. Wow. Hmm. Well, and, and I think and that, he shook my yeah. hand and said, thank you. Yeah. He didn't receive Christ or anything, but right. he said, thank you. As far as you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. As but, far as but I know. But launching, is, it, that's the end result of, the, of good follow-up. Mm-hmm. You also said something about relationship because you know it's relationship, and mm, of course right. I, I'm really I'm I'm really about relationship, especially in the church because without a healthy church community, the mission doesn't happen, and of course then follow up doesn't happen. I was thinking uh, in this conversation, if a husband and wife are at mm-hmm. odds, the children suffer, mm-hmm. and so if there's not a healthy church community, th- all the stuff we're talking about doesn't 
doesn't flow right. like it should. Um, but if you're thinking about what that looks like to uh, go out and you know just send people out, we want to send them out when they're healthy. How do we how do we get people from that place of hey you're in the church now we're going to get you out to a place where you're now healthy mm-hmm. um, and um, and make sure you're engaged in relationship right because you said something about if people don't have new relationships within a short amount of time in the church they're gone right they're not going to stay they're not going to stay because they're going to go back to old relationships mm-hmm. how do you guys uh, in a perfect world how would you want to see those connections made well the interesting thing is most people as you know come to Christ through a relationship. We'll, we've seen that at the Look Up Tour. People are bringing their friends. And so there's a relationship there. That relationship should not end once their friend makes a decision or doesn't make a decision. <laughs> right. It continues, and that friend should be the one to disciple them, to get them going in the Word and prayer and explain it all and meet with them. And that's the reason we did the Christian Life and Witness course for every Christian. So that they afterward, they're prepared, they're equipped to share the basics. Uh, the course is very simple, as you know, and some people say, oh, it's too simple. Well, why do we make it simple? It was on purpose because we want the believer who brings their friend to be the one that actually helps mentor and disciple their friend. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it is a relationship, mm-hmm. and it, uh, it can happen after – they receive Christ, but I think the best scenario is someone who brings their friend to Christ and then continues to meet with them and encourage them in their faith. I, I think I love what you just said because here's the reality for everybody who's listening: if you have been, if you have, if you have led somebody to Christ, you are responsible for the new birth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're responsible to walk with them, but you're also responsible to launch them mm-hmm. to get them to a place where they're they're now repeating the process. Yeah, disciples um, making disciples. Yeah, disciples yeah. Well, this, I mean, disciples. this is the pattern we see in Acts, right? right? So Paul and Barnabas are sent out from Antioch. They do the thing. They go to their, you know, uh, do their tour, and come back. And what do they do? They gather the church. They tell the stories. Man, we the gospel was preached. Disciples were made. Churches were planted. Barnabas, you want to go back and check on those guys? Yeah, let's go. And so the second tour is launched because Paul did, he couldn't help himself. Mm-hmm. The guy was just like, we have brought these people to Christ. We've discipled them. We've got them plugged in. Doggone it. we got to go back and check on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so out they go again. Right. I mean, that's the pattern. It's not, it's not the pattern of lead them to Christ and say, well, good luck to you, and walk away. <laughs> See you in heaven one day. Yeah. Well, guys. a brochure. But that, yeah. a brochure. <laughs> okay. My experience is much like that. Yeah. That, that's my experience. Mine too. So I was, I was, I was uh, brought to the, a decision. Um, at a table in at a, the university, and uh, I was given the four spiritual laws that I was mm-hmm. ran, run through, and and I, I said, now what? He just said, well, go tell somebody. And yeah. I did that. I mean, and I, of course, that's how I met my wife. Kind of long story, but uh, <laughs> but but I but there was no one. I did not receive discipleship. My first two years as a Christian was a dumpster fire mm-hmm. because. I I literally still had a life in the world, and I had no one in the church. Mm. I had nobody mm. 
in that sense. It took it, and it was mm-hmm. it took time without discipleship, without new relationships, and we kind of have to. Sometimes we were replacing relationships because mm-hmm. we have the relationship with the world. We're replacing relationship with the kingdom, and so now our love is now for the kingdom, and now we're citizens of heaven, so we're not citizens of this world anymore. And so all these things begin to shift, and without discipleship, you have no idea where you're going. Well, you and know, I, I think, think it's important. I think all of us need this burden in our heart for discipleship because so often it just doesn't connect at all with the average church Mm -hmm. member that are out there. They just don't get it. Uh, And we could come up with all kinds of reasons for that, but I think that's really true. Mm -hmm. For me, the story I go back to is Billy Graham. When he had his big crusade in Los Angeles in 1949, uh, he couldn't sleep at night. It was eight weeks. He just couldn't sleep because – as he's trying to sleep, he'd see the faces of those that have come forward that night. Right. And he's wondering, what's going to happen to them? Right. Is the church going to come along and encourage them, get them in the Word, start discipleship? And, and he had no peace about it. And so he went – He the next year he was in Bern, Switzerland at a conference. He heard a guy by the name of Dawson Trotman yep. speak about discipleship. And he went up to him and said, Dawson, we need your help. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're seeing – you know, thousands of people come to Christ, but we don't know what's happening to them. And Dawson turned him down and said, I can't do it. I've got too much on my plate. can't help you. And Billy Graham went back to him three times. <laughs> and uh, the third time, Billy took him by the shoulders and shook him. I mean, Billy was bigger than Dawson. Dawson was <laughs> five, six. Welcome yeah. to my world. And, and he starts shaking. He said, yeah. <laughs> if you won't do it, who will? Mm. And uh, Dawson said, you have my attention. <laughs> I will I will pray about this. And so he was going to Formosa for a few months, and he, every day he walked on the beach praying for two or three hours in the rain. God, how can I help Billy? I, I'm not getting done what you've given me to do already. He said, but God laid it on my heart. So Dawson came in along with uh, Charlie Riggs and Lauren Sani, and they took over counseling and follow-up for the Billy Graham Association way in the infancy of this thing. And it was – those guys that laid the foundation of discipleship, that we're not going to just come to a town, preach the gospel, and leave. We want to make sure every church is trained and equipped, pastors are equipped, materials are provided that are practical and work, and that uh, we send the names quickly Mm -hmm. to those uh, that we're referring them to. And so that everybody has no excuse for going right away. And also, we're going to hold you accountable. Yeah. And so we want to hear back. What did you do with each individual? And uh, if we don't hear back from you, we have what we call our Blessed Assurance Warning Letter <laughs> that we send out. We still do this. Yeah, and we said, Pastor, we love you, but we sent you some names and we haven't heard back. And so if we don't hear back from you by Thursday at noon, we're going to send these names on to another church. Yeah. And we follow through with that. We don't pack up and leave the day like today right it's yeah. it's we're going to be here eight weeks making yeah. sure everybody's connected and the churches are doing their follow-up and this all started with dawson and charlie and and lauren sandy back in the day and charlie is the one that stayed on for 38 years wow. dawson passed away mm-hmm. after five years and then uh, lauren went on to take over the navigator ministry from dawson but charlie riggs stayed and uh, he's the guy that mentored me when I was 22 years old. Okay, and, now we're connecting uh, yeah. some dots here. Right. Because your passion for it 
sitting and listening to you and you, you have you, and you have a wonderful sense of humor when you work in a room and it's great but the reality is i can hear that you have a real passion to yeah. make sure this is done and and i i really appreciated that and i think for me it was in some ways it was very convicting and i got to spend some time with the lord and said lord you know there are areas that i i can see that that we have failed in as a church mm-hmm. where we have we have missed that mark and, and it's not I mean, it's not maliciously missed a mark. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes it comes from a lack of direction, um, and I know that can be a lack of leadership. So that, I mean, that falls on my shoulders. Uh, but I think also sometimes just that lack of, hey, guys, look, we 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 are sometimes making this way too complicated. You know, if somebody, if you brought somebody, and if you're listening right now, that's our encouragement. If you brought somebody mm-hmm. to the event. Um, you you want to start the follow up. You're the friend. You brought them. You start that follow up. And I want to encourage people too because we're going to talk more about this on tomorrow's program because we're running out of time today. But what? Uh, I know it goes by pretty quick, doesn't it? So fast. Uh, yeah, we didn't get to talk about like our favorite you know one hit wonder song. So oh. I, I you know there's there's a couple of them. That, that thing you like, do. That is that okay? All right. I guess I guess we got time now. What all star. The, all star. Do you have a one favorite one hit wonder? Blessed assurance. Bless- <laughs> Gary wins. Gary wins. That's right. Hey, listen, guys, you're loved, you're family, but if you ha- took somebody to an event, if you took somebody to church, if you've been sharing with somebody at a coffee shop, Stay in their life. no matter where yeah. you're at in the world, no matter where you're at in the, uh, right now in the country, wherever you're listening right now, whether it's online or it's live, I want to encourage you. Make sure that you understand you have a responsibility to raise that person up in the Lord and to launch them That's out right. in, in the kingdom of God. And so, and we'll talk a little bit more about this tomorrow. But guys, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Uh, hey, and everybody, you're loved, your family, and we're out. Pastors Live is a Rev FM production from Idaho Falls, Idaho, and is made possible by the Ministry of Greenhouse Coffee. Send your questions and comments by email to pastorslive at therev.fm. Then listen for their response on another episode of the lighthearted podcast adventure, Pastors Pastors Live. Live.